world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, good morning here. Getting rolling up here, rolling and ready to go here. Except I'm not ready to go. I don't know if I've got to. I'm trying to see what I sent to my to our producer here today. We'll get it going. Hey, look, look, a lot of stuff I want to cover before I get rolling here. I was checking on the I was checking on our website today, and there isn't anything listed in there as activities are going on. We got a lot of stuff going on. Okay, so look, I'm gonna give you a second just to get a pen or paper right, to write these things down so you can at least get them on your schedule and decide whether or not you want to be part of them. That's, that's, totally, uh, uh, that's totally up to you. But uh, uh, it's a lot of good stuff going on. What the heck? I know I sent that to you today, Spencer. I know I sent it to you, and I can't find my own daggone inbox. Spam, is that it? No, that's not it. Is this it? Have I sent it? Is this it? Uh, no. Wow, it disappeared. Spencer, that stuff I sent to you, did you get anything from me today? I didn't get anything. Send it back to me. Send it Send it back to me if you if you can. Silk dyed or diamond dyed, whatever one of them was. Uh, I don't know. I don't know them apart. Uh, I hope she didn't take the vaccine. The other guy, uh, football player, is out of the hospital. So everybody's thinking everything's good on that aspect of it. But we get it. Thank you. There, I got it. Thanks, Spence. I don't know. See? Something going on with my email. It popped back up for me there. Thank you very much. Okay, look, let me lay out some things that we got going on, okay? Myra, pray us in, then I'll do this. Go ahead. Yes, Coach. Good morning, Carol. How are we doing? The reading today is going to be from Jeremiah 51, 1 through 4. Mm, sounds good Thank to me. <laughs> sounds good to me. Thank you, Coach. Praise the Lord. It is written, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will rise up against Babylon, and against them that dwell in the midst of them that rise up against me, a destroying wind. I told you I was in Babylon last weekend, right? Very, very clear to me that that place that we call Washington, D.C. is a seized operation. Now, whether it's seized by the devil, we understand that, right, folks? But you, we've got to come to the realization that government of the people, by the people, and for the people does not reside in that Babylon, which is a what? Huh? Raise up Babylon against them that dwell in the midst of that rise up against me, a destroying one. Go ahead. Yes, coach. And we'll send unto Babylon. That's the government. Fanners. That's the government. That system. That system. They're going to send unto Babylon fanners. That shall fan her. And shall empty her land. For in the day of trouble, they shall be against her around about. Amen, 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 amen. Against him that bendeth 
let the archer bend his bow. And against him the lifting himself up in his bright green, and spare ye not her young men. Destroy ye utterly all her house. Mm. Thus the slain shall fall in the land of the Chaldeans, and they are thrust through in her streets. Okay, hang on a second. Spencer, bring this up, and you're not going to be able to do this. Bring this up in the NIV. Because we read that, we don't even know what it says. Somebody say, hey, man, I don't even know what that says, Coach. I don't, I don't even really know what that just said, right? So let's see if we can figure out what it really says. Let's try it again here. See, I will stir up the spirit of a destroyer against the wicked, wicked place of Washington, D.C. and the people of Leb Kamai. I don't really know what that is. I'm going to send foreigners into Washington, D.C. to winter her and to devastate her land. They will oppose her on every side in the day of her disaster. Let not the archer string his bow, nor let him put on his armor. Do not spare her young men. Completely destroy that place. They will fall down slain in Babylon, fatally wounded in her streets. Make a little bit more sense, huh? So yes. the Lord of Jesus Christ, and remember I talked the other day about chaos. I'm going to go there. Uh, I talked about chaos, about what's going on. And I'm going to tell you this, that they have raised their fist against Almighty God, and that will not stand. It will not stand. I don't know what it's going to look like, but that thing ain't going to stand. Go ahead, uh, Mel. Uh, yes, Coach. Hang on, Always hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach. Holy Spirit, you're always welcome at Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that destroys the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, got your pen, pencil? Because I'm going to give you some dates. They're not on the website yet, but they're going to be on the website. I went there today. I was kind of disheartened. There's not one thing on the website. And the thing that separates us from everybody else is we're doers of the word here. We're doers of the word here. Somebody give me a thumbs up. Somebody say amen. Huh? If, if my whole life, amen. If all I want to do is come here and talk about it, then I'd get, I'd get me a late night talk show. I don't want to do that. So listen, uh, we have to be very, very careful because the enemy watches our show. All right? I'm going to show you some jamming and some other stuff here in a second. So we need to understand. Saturday morning, it's not on there. I'm going to be speaking in St. Clairsville, Ohio. Write it down. I'll get the details for you later. If you want to come and hear me speak, I'm going to be speaking in St. Clairsville, Ohio, 10 o'clock Saturday morning. Okay? Next thing, school board meeting, Thursday night. Not going to say too much about it because those of you who know what I'm talking about, uh, who went to the last one, there'll be another school board meeting we're going to attend on Thursday the 12th. It's coming up in two days. Okay? Number On March 24th, Cincinnati, Ohio, the uh, museum, the, the uh, creation museum, the ark, 24-25. We've got Tom Renz, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Sherry Made, or uh, Carrie Made, and the Resistance Chicks. We're having an event there on the March 24-25. March 24-25. I'll get details up, okay? But get these things on your schedule. We got something for everybody. On March 31st, 
Tom Dunn is having a, a spiritual warfare event at the in uh, at Pastor Neil Peterson's church in Brookville, Ohio. That's the twenty. I'm sorry, the thirty first of March, the first of April. On April fourteen, fifteen, Rob Pugh is having an event. I'm going to be there. Uh, I'll get I'll get more details for you. Okay. Some good, some real good names. It's going to be an event in there in Wisconsin. For those of you who are up in the northern area, want to try to get to be part of something that's going to be uh, going on. Okay, so St. Clairsville this morning, school board Thursday, Cincinnati, March 24, 25, Tom Dunn in Dayton, Ohio, March 31, April 1st, Rob Pugh, April 14 and 15, and more to come. With me? Cool. Okay, also then. Uh, the Brunson case went down last night. We got word that the Supreme Court didn't pick it up, but the Brunson brothers were prepared to lose. They did not expect to win, friends. Listen to me. They did not expect to win. They're two steps ahead. They're already filing an appeal. They did not expect to win. So don't get discouraged when you say, oh, well, they lost that case. Might as well get us a new Supreme Court. This get, they, they've launched the first salvo. This is not over, okay? Boom. Um, keep, keep the faith, baby. Keep the faith. Mel, uh, the Liberty Action Network is launching an event uh, this morning. Go ahead, Mel. Um, Spencer, if you could pull up the libertyactionnetwork.com, please. And scroll down. All right. Go ahead down to... Um, where it says actions and announcements. But before you click on it, I just want to say one thing. Um, During my whole life, I have always gone to church on Sunday. It has always been just the tradition forever in my life. Um, this, This action is me researching on my own. This is not coming from any denomination. I, I, I reject denominations these days. So this is all out of my own research, reading the Bible. So Spencer, if you click on that, All right. So it's called the day of rest. God's gift to us, accept the gift. So in Genesis, in Genesis 2-2, it talks about God creating the earth and that he rested on the seventh day. So we have to ask the question, why did God rest on the seventh day? Do you think God was tired or was it a gift to us to show us that we would need rest? Um, You know, God made the Sabbath. Um, Do the Ten Commandments still apply today? You know, the Ten Commandments, some people call them the Decalogue. The first four are loving God, and the six through ten are loving your neighbor. So we show love to God by remembering the fourth commandment. And it's it's printed there in its entirety to remember the Sabbath and that it's specifically on the seventh day. As you go down a little bit further in um, Ezekiel, it talks about the Sabbath being a sign between him and us. And there are two references to that. In the New Testament, it talks about Jesus being the Lord of the Sabbath. And um, if you're wondering if it can be any seventh day or the seventh day of the week, Matthew 28, 1 talks about the first day of the week and that Sabbath came before that. Paul talks about observing the Sabbath in Acts. So again, this was after Jesus was resurrected. In in Exodus, it talks about the Sabbath being perpetual. And you you know how Coach looks up definitions. I looked up the definition of perpetual, and it means 
everlasting and endless. So this is an action that we can all do. Um, you know, first steps would be to get prepared on Friday, unplug on Saturday, you know, read the fourth commandment for yourself and see how that applies to you. And then I've also included a click and print flyer that you can uh, print for yourself and share with others. So, um, you know, when you're talking, we just all need that rest. I think that we, we get overtired. God made this, um, you know, work rest cycle for our good and because he loves us. So that's the action. So I hope you guys like that one. And then if you can go to the events tab. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I don't know the action. A day oh, of yeah. rest. When? When's the day of rest? Saturday. Every Saturday. Yeah. But this this day of rest is specifically this Saturday. Um, this this idea of the day of rest is every Saturday. Starting okay. this Saturday or the soonest Saturday that, that you can. Okay. So listen, I'm going to intervene here. I agree with everything you said. But uh, we are not going to. <laughs> this is an individual choice, folks. Look. I'm with you, Mel. I'm not against you. I'm not against you. But I'm not going to divide this group over Sabbath. Keep. I'm not going to do it. This is an individual decision that each of you are going to make in your heart. All right? And it doesn't mean you're a good guy or you're a bad guy because you don't keep the Sabbath. Okay? So here's what I would say. I would say this, that on this weekend, we're all going to take a Sabbath day of rest. All of us do that together as a group. I'm not here to support everybody in their heart not being satisfied with what the Sabbath is. And we sing, okay, to be part of this group. I know you're not saying that. You guys understand what I'm saying? So let's have a unified day of rest from sundown Friday till, uh, till sundown Saturday. And then it's up to the individual heart if they want to do it. We're not going to – look, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to argue over this one. So Friday, anyone out there who wants to take a day of rest, Friday to Saturday, we all do it together in unison, just like we take communion together in unison. Boom. Okay. But I don't want you to think that we are trying to force anybody to worship on Saturday against their conscience. Is that clear? Does that make sense out there? Yeah. And these actions are never forced. So it's it's always up to you. Spencer, if you would go to the events page, please. I just want to show that we're supporting, you know, you guys don't have some things up, but we have some things up on our events page at the Liberty Action Network event site. So we've got um, the school board coming up. Um, we've got Coach Dave in St. Clairsville this Saturday. Um, we've got Steve Hemphill's um, Spiritual Warfare Seminar in Abilene, Texas. And if you go down a little bit more, we've got Tom Dunn's Out of the Darkness. Um, in March. So anyway, well, I like this. I like this. See, this is what the Liberty Action Network should be about. Telling people what other people are doing, not just what we're doing. I like this. Good, good, good. That's it. Thanks, coach. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, go to Romans 1. Go to Romans 1 real quick. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, Glenn. Oh. Thank you, Glenn. Thank yeah. you. Man, hey Glenn, uh, yeah, you were going to interrupt there, weren't you, Glenn? You were well, going to interrupt. I, I was, but you got, you know, you you started down that road. Uh, go, man, go, so, uh, go. So just wanted to remind the local guys. Okay, uh, this is a follow up uh, on the action plans that were developed uh, at the meeting at uh, Sky High a few months back. Uh, we're having a Zoom meeting tonight, seven p.m. Check your email uh, and 
if you got an email from me, you're, you're in the Zoom meeting tonight, 7 p.m. Please be on the meeting so we can discuss the follow-up on the action plans. Amen, Glenn. Hey, Glenn, what if they didn't get an email? Uh, I'll, I'll put my email in the chat, my phone number. Just let me know if you didn't, if you want to be in and you didn't get it. Good, good, good move, man. Good move, good move, good move. Uh, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me, just, just did as Glenn was, was talking there. And I want to, I want to share this with you. Uh, it says in Romans chapter one, pull it up, Romans chapter one, go down to about verse 12. If you could, Uh, I'm going to start at verse 13. Uh, Now, I would not have you ignorant, brothers. Evidently, you can be ignorant. (laughs) Evidently, you can. But oftentimes, I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto, that I might have some fruit among you, even as among other Gentiles. We're looking for fruit. We're not looking for followers. We're looking for fruit. All right? I am a debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. Here's where I'm going. So I'm not ashamed. I can read. I'm just pausing there. Are you ashamed? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. By the way, What is the gospel of Christ? That would be a good question, wouldn't it? Whatever the gospel of Christ is, I'm not ashamed of it. For why? Why am I not ashamed of it? For it is the power of God. What is? The gospel of Christ is the power of God. To who? Everyone that believes. What is? I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for the gospel of Christ is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Hang on a minute. Does that mean that if you are ashamed of the gospel of Christ, it's powerless? If the the gospel is powerful, it's only powerful if you're not ashamed of it. If you are ashamed of it, it's like it's being unplugged. It's like this new headset that I have, that I found this new headset. And it didn't have a power cord. And I, I found it laying on the street. And I picked it up. I said, that thing looks fancy. How does that? I don't even know how that thing works. But I showed it to somebody and they said, uh, that's a headset. I said, good. How do I turn it on? You know what they told me? You know what they told me? You need a power cord. I said, what? You mean this thing ain't good? Without power? I'm goosebumping. Right now, I'm goosebumping. And so I jumped online, went to Amazon. Yeah, I support Amazon. And ordered me a power cord. I plugged it in last night. Somebody's texting me here. I plugged it in last night, and I get up, and you know what happens? I got power. But if I hadn't, pow- if I hadn't plugged into the power source, I wouldn't have the power. And what is the power? Not being ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Did you guys watch what happened with the Damar Hamlin? Did you see? Did you see in the heart 
of the average American, there still is an acknowledgement of a higher power. Did you guys see that? Did anybody in America, all of a sudden, everybody was allowed to pray again? All of a sudden, everywhere you looked, everybody was praying, pray for Damar, pray for Damar, pray, 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 pray. So we understand that there is a higher power to which we are all connected. But the truth of the matter is, the Christians have been ashamed of the power of God. And therefore, there's no effectual, outworking, powerful demonstration of it. Shame to the gospel. We're ashamed of it. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of it. Why? For therein is the righteousness. What? The righteousness of God revealed. Let me ask you something. Is righteousness being revealed in the land today? Are we seeing righteousness revealed? Is the church talking about, is Joel Osteen and John, are they talking about righteousness? No, for therein where? Hang on, you guys know how to read? Do you know how to diagram sentences? Do you know how to read the Bible and connect from one verse to the previous verse to the previous verse? Do you understand that the Bible's telling you a story? Do you understand when they write a letter, it connects? Do you understand? Do you understand despite what they told, told you, you just can't go in and pull out a verse and make that your life verse? Do you understand that? It's all connected. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's a power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek, for therein, what's that mean? Therein, where the power of God is, where you're not ashamed of it, therein is the righteousness of God revealed. Boom. We don't even talk about righteousness. We don't even talk about it. It's revealed there. What? When we're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the standard is raised, the standard of righteousness is raised, and everybody sees it's revealed. It's revealed what? Huh? From faith to faith. For the wrath of God then is revealed. When the righteousness is revealed, the wrath of God shows up. For the wrath of God is also revealed. Why? When you're not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, which is the power of God unto salvation, the wrath of God's revealed against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Why are they holding the truth in unrighteousness? Because we are ashamed of the gospel. We don't want to say thing that's going to hurt somebody's feelings. I walk in the room with my lovely wife. I always introduce her as soon as I can. You know why? I ain't ashamed of her. I've walked in the room and told her to sit over in the corner, which is what most of us do with our faith. You don't have to say amen. We're secret service Christians. We're undercover agents. And that's why we're in the mess we're in. And Damar Hamlin has a miracle of God happen for all the world to see. And what's been the response of the church? Hmm? I wonder if they even spoke about it on Sunday. They even speak about it? Is anybody out there uh, tootling on their horn? 
about God. See, people believe in God. They just don't believe in the God, the one. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, not the gospel of whatever somebody else told me. And until we come to the realization of what the gospel of Christ is, righteousness is not going to be revealed. Am I, am I making sense here? Anybody, anybody get what I'm saying here today? Yeah. Do you understand that the mess that we're in today is all a result of our being ashamed of the gospel? We're ashamed of it. We hide. We're secret service. That's why I wear the hat everywhere I go. Not because I'm bigger and better, badder than anybody else, but it, I remember every, everywhere I go, I know I've got that hat on. And I know that if I go stand in line in Kroger's and the guy in front of, me, in front of me is a butthole and I say something to him, he turns around, I know he sees that. And I know he associates that with what I just said. And it becomes an accountability for me. And I know that when I'm standing in line at the gas station and the guy across the street is struggling doing something and I look over there and I don't even raise a hand to say anything or to help him. And I know I got that cross on my head. I'm ashamed of the gospel. I'm ashamed of it. And so I've just become one of those phony Christians that people talk about because why? That's what I'm supposed to do. And we saw unveiled, revealed to the whole world, all of a sudden, the NFL was for prayer, weren't they? All of a sudden, the NFL was for prayer. Well, let me tell you something. All of a sudden, America is going to be for prayer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. They're going to be for prayer again. Amen. So so we are right now, we have the most unbelievable opportunity right now to not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. But you got to know what it is. Is the gospel of Christ is Jesus loves everybody? Hmm? Jesus tolerates everybody? Is that is that it? Hmm? Obey the government even though they're wicked? Is that, is that the gospel? See, we don't know the gospel. We don't know the gospel. We've been taught a different gospel. In fact, it doesn't say that in Jude. Pull it up there in Jude. Doesn't it say there's a different one that's come in there, crept in on us unaware? I think so. Spence is going to get there for us. Jude, what's it say? Get out of the NIV, makes me gag. There you go. Huh? Jude, book of Jude. Love I gave unto you all diligence, you write and come salvation, need for me to write to you, exhort you, should earnestly contend for the faith of once you do For there are certain men crept in unawares. And what have they done? Men have ordained ungodly men turned the grace of God into lasciviousness, divine, uh, denying that would be being ashamed of the Lord God and our only Lord Jesus Christ. Huh? Same thing happened there. Can I tell you this? The average Christian, when they walk out of their church on Sunday morning, they up, it'll, they'll go a week. They will go a week, maybe two, before they share that truth of the gospel with anybody else in their life. Somebody give me a thumbs up. God, give me a thumbs up. Because you can't bring it into the workplace. You're not allowed to cram your religion down somebody else's throat. So they teach us to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what's happening? There's no power. It's coming. It's coming. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of it. Made me a lot of enemies. Made me a lot of friends. But if we, at this time and this place in world history, don't understand the time in which we live and know what it is that we're supposed to do. If we don't understand it and get it now, 
this too will pass. It'll be a missed opportunity. Missed up. I often think back to 1994 when we were one play away from the state championship game. One play away. Clyde. What a, what a name for a school. Clyde. Clyde beat us because of one play. And I think of it often. Because you know what? That's a missed opportunity. We may never pass this way again. We may never pass this way again. We'll never pass this way again. Not may never. We're never going to pass this way again. This is it. All in. Right here and right now. And as Myra read earlier today, uh, Babylon's coming down, folks. I don't mean, can I, can I say this openly and publicly to the FBI and to the, whoever would happen to be watching, whatever law enforcement agencies, uh, uh, that group of people in Washington, D.C. is my enemy. And until you come to that realization, you're not going to understand the game that's going on. Washington, D.C. serves the devil. It's the devil's, I'm just telling you. I was touched by this. Pull up uh, 10 soldiers. Bobby made this video. Uh, Yeah, the Brunson brothers lost. It's not over. See, you guys, it's the mindset of Christianity. See, Christianity is all about optimism. We've made it doom and gloom. Oh, it's personal optimism, healthy, wealthy, and wise, but culturally doom and gloom. You see that? And the Bible calls you a double-minded man, unstable in all of your ways. So you watch a football game and they drop back to pass and the quarterback gets sacked. You don't say, oh, well, hell, that's it. Game's over. No, you huddle up, you call another play. Because said now needing 10 yards, now we need 17. Because we got sacked, lost seven. It's part of the ebb and flow of life. A wrestling, for the Bible says we wrestle not. You ever watch a wrestling match? You ever watch one guy on top, then the other guy's on top? Did you understand it's a give and a take? Sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. Victory isn't final. Uh, uh, defeat isn't final. It's a, a ebb and flow. As we pass through here, this time in which we live, and the righteous men of God being revealed against all ungodliness, it's happening to us right now. And our job is what? Our job is getting huddled, getting the game, run to play, and then huddle up again. And we, for the most part, have thrown our hands up in the air. So, well, there's anything we can do about it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God. The gospel. It is the power, not Republicanism, not Trumpism, not Americanism, not make America great again. Are we expecting the unsaved world to promote the gospel? You're dumber than a rat. They work for the other team. How do I know that? Because there's only two kingdoms. You're in one. You're born into the kingdom of darkness. Read your Bible. And you are translated into the kingdom of his dear son. 
There's an adoption that takes place. You are moved from this camp to this camp. But until you are in this camp, the kingdom of his dear son, you are in darkness and you are serving darkness. Folks, come on. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. So this, touch, this touched me. I was, uh, November, um, I'm sorry, May 4th, 1970. I remember, remember vividly I was in, I was home from school. Only day I missed in high school, May 4th, 1970. Only day I missed of high school. Perfect attendance. I missed May 4th, 1970. How do I know that? Because that was the day Kent State took place. The killing of Kent State. I remember my mom walking into the room. I was laying on the couch, sick. I remember I walked in the room and my, my mom was crying. I said, what's going on, Mom? She says, oh, Dave, they just killed four students in Kent State. We had, Mom had two kids in college. It was real to her. And Bobby made put this video together, and I was watching it, and, boy, I had a flashback. May 4th, 1970. Think about these guys who are right here on our screen. Guys are being sacrificed. They're sacrificed. For what? Hmm. Not being ashamed of the gospel. Huh? Yeah. They're not ashamed of the gospel. They showed up and they lived it out. And they stood against evil and they rebuked darkness. And what happened? Darkness arrested them. And many church-going Christians believe they are the bad guys. Somebody say amen. So I don't know. I'm not just talking to me. Amen. Amen. Good guys, bad guys because of the Luciferians that are in control in Babylon, that city on a hill. Can't stand much longer. So I just want to play this real quickly. Then I'll, then I'll open. I got more to talk about. I got more to show you. I've been on here a while. Go ahead. Play this. On May 4, 1970, hundreds of students were protesting the Vietnam War at Kent State University. The National Guard tried to disperse the crowd, but were met with resistance. Things escalated, and four students were shot and killed. This was rightfully memorialized as an overreach of power, but things have since changed in America. On January 6, 2021, During perhaps the biggest peaceful protest of American history, the FBI instigated violence. Things escalated, and four people died, including Ashley Babbitt, an unarmed Air Force veteran who was executed for climbing through a window. There were no rock anthems composed to memorialize her death. Instead, her killer was celebrated on TV. The almighty self-righteous liberal now celebrates tyranny. And after pretending that violent mobs burning down cities for an entire summer is peaceful, they pretend that the American patriots at the Capitol on January 6th are terrorists. And they pretend that the violent masked group Antifa does not exist. Antifa has been used regularly to silence, intimidate, and violently attack peaceful protesters, including women, children, and the elderly. And because the police have proven to be nothing but tyrants, allowing all this to happen, a group of patriotic Americans known as the Proud Boys did the right thing and attempted to protect and defend their fellow man 
from a criminal government, including Army veteran Joe Biggs. People always ask, why do we come? Um, my question is, why don't more people come here? Um, there's a lot of bad shit that's been going on. It's been 100 plus days of violence and riots, uh, assaulting police officers, killing people, executing people. Um, we don't like seeing that, you know? Uh, I want everyone to learn how to get along. And, and like today, as much as I do not like Antifa, I don't want any of those guys to get hurt. Um, I want everyone to be able to go home. I disagree with them, but we should be able to disagree and keep our hands to ourselves. Because the police have done nothing while innocent lives have been taken by government proxy groups, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, the Proud Boys stood up to exercise our God-given right under natural law, self-defense. And because the brainwashed masses have fallen into complete submission to the corrupt system, a new precedent is now being set that will forever change this country, strip us of our First Amendment, and further enslave us all. Joe Biggs, along with four other members of the Proud Boys, are now being tried for sedition and face up to 20 years in prison. Court reporter Alicia Powell was there to witness the lead prosecutor accusing the defense of being racist, and nearly every potential jury member has rallied for Black Lives Matter and supports Antifa. A former CIA operative has also been qualified for the jury. These political prisoners have been rotting in an American gulag for a year. Some are being starved and drugged, and our so-called leadership does absolutely nothing. The trial is set for next week. The current state of justice in America is a complete abomination, a system comprised of criminals and whores. May God bless America, because we need a miracle. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Amen. Now ashamed to the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. And Spencer, can, the, you, uh, can you put that in the chat? It's good, isn't it, Glenn? It's good. It's yeah. good. Janine, come on in. Then Joe Allen. Yeah, this, I got just, breaks, go ahead. this just breaks my heart. Um, if you go, Spencer would go back to Romans 11 and verse 11, uh, Romans 1, verse 11 and 12. It says, for I long to see you that I, I may impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that ye may be established, that is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Being ashamed of the gospel is not getting a, a spiritual gift. And that word impart means to communicate the knowledge of something, to divide the word rightly. We don't divide the word rightly, and we certainly don't divide the news rightly. And that mutual, uh, in verse 12, mutual faith goes back up to what you were talking about in verse 17, faith to faith. It's the pure faith. We don't even know what it is anymore because we've denied it. We're ashamed of it. And we're ashamed to even stand up and say, those people out there stood up for us. Why can't we stand up for them? And why aren't we standing up for the gospel of Jesus Christ? Amen. You, you know why, Amen, Janine? Janine? Not why, but folks, the world's waiting. It's like uh, uh, the Christmas song. The, the, is it silent, silent night, whole night long? Mm-hmm. 
Wrong waiting for me. the manifestation of the sons of God to stand yes. up. Yes, 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 yes. That's boy. That's it in a that's it in a nutshell. That's Coach Dave live in a nutshell. Waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. That's it in a nutshell. Thanks, Janine, Joe, and then Myra. I don't know four of those men, but I know Sergeant Biggs. He saved a whole platoon in Iraq. This is another way of persecution of our military and our Christians. Joe, they're coming after you. They're coming after me. They're coming after. Hey, not, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Huh? But see, be encouraged. Because the entire American, because of a football game. Isn't it amazing how much we worship football? And because of that um, football game and all the eyeballs in America, they're not on the church. The eyes aren't watching the church. They're not watching religious things. But deep inside their heart, they know they have a form of godliness. They understand prayer. You know, they may even individually pray. But it's illegal because we're ashamed of it. See, we shouldn't be rallying over a president election, we ought to be rallying over the legalization of our Savior. That's what our rally ought to be about. Washington, D.C. should be surrounded by those who want Jesus Christ rightfully installed in his proper place. Instead, we worry about Social Security and how much money we spend and racism and everything that's not important. Randy. I lose him. Hand went down. That's all right, Randy. Grab Myra. Yes, Coach. We love you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for talking to us all the time in regard to not being ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and what Janine just read, Romans 10, 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Okay, I want to show you something. Uh, bring up number five. Uh, bring up number. Is that it? Number five. Bring up number five. No, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I want you to watch what's going on. I want, to, I want you to see the fruit of our public schools, folks. I don't know how to hammer this home to us that we would understand. I want you to watch the fruit of what we're teaching in our home and what they're learning in school. You're going to see, we're going to watch this. It's about two minutes, two and a half minutes. A mother and daughter enemies. Go ahead and play it. Imagine watching unrest playing out in Washington and seeing your mother right in the middle of it all. Well, that's what happened to this teenage girl who turned on her own mother by identifying her online. She told Stephen Fabian how she wrestled with that decision. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Freeze it. I want you to, I want you to watch this, folks. 
I want you to want you to watch the media somehow equate the mind of an 18-year-old lost child with the wisdom of a mother. And it's all part of a system designed that when you send your child to the school, the teacher knows more than mommy. That's the message of the government schools, okay? Okay, watch, watch, watch this. Go ahead. Go ahead and play it. A family torn apart by the strife gripping the nation. A woman is punched in the face by a police officer after an intense confrontation in Washington, D.C. the night before the Capitol siege. The video was posted online where it was seen by the bloodied woman's daughter. She was stunned to realize it was her mom because she had no idea her mother was in Washington to attend President Trump's Stop the Steal rally. What went through your mind when you realized, hey, that's mom? It was definitely very... You notice they're not interviewing the mom, don't you? You notice that? They're not interviewing the mom? Go ahead. Unsettling, especially because we do have very different views. 18-year-old Helena Duke of Boston says she got so incensed, she outed her mom with this text. Hi, Mom. Remember the time you told me I shouldn't go to BLM protests because they could get violent? This you? Helena says she also outed her aunt and uncle, who were also at the rally. Helena doesn't know if her family went to the Capitol where the mayhem unfolded, but she knows that her mom is furious with her and says she was kicked out of the house after attending a Black Lives Matter rally in Boston. Her mom sent her a message after the tweet. She told me that I was throwing away my life, that I was just, my life is ruined, and that my sister's life is on my hands. We also spoke to Ashanti Smith, the private security officer who threw the punch. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Now don't miss this. This cop sucker punches this woman, and now they're going to interview the cop. Go ahead. crowd surrounded her and called her the N-word. They were calling me saying that we all deserve to die, um, hang Were you in fear for your safety, for your life in that moment? I was in fear for my life. They were trying to take my items. They were trying to take my mask off my face. They were hitting me and attacking me. Smith was charged with assault. She has been suspended from her job. She says she appreciates Helena Duke's support. She has reached out to me, and her and her friends have been showing a lot of support. She felt that she was being threatened, and she uh, retaliated, and I don't think she did anything wrong. There you go. There you go. Huh? I'm sorry to interrupt. Doesn't that little girl look mixed? Well, hang on to something. You ready for this? That little girl is related to somebody in the queue. Ooh. That's the one who put me on to this. Who uh, is like, uh, what's my line? Who claims this little girl in the queue? Anybody? Hey, Coach. Um, yeah. It's... uh. It's one big lie. They they caught on to this. This is my sister. Who is this, Paul? Who is this? That's my sister that got banged in the face. She wasn't a security guard. She was Antifa. And that niece destroyed my family. I have eight brothers and sisters, and the FBI were up in Massachusetts. They were in my office. They were interrogating us. She outed everybody in a number of us lost our jobs. And it's just, it's scriptural. 
right? It, it says yeah. it in the scriptures. It says it in the last book of the Bible. The children will, will betray and kill their own parents. Right. I hope people see that because, you know, when you went down to Washington, Coach, I was worried about you because that's an evil place down there. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to, thanks, man. Don't, you don't have to be worried about me. You don't have to be worried about me. I, I want to uh, show you the interview, by the way, that I did. Uh, some of you got a chance to see it. Uh, thank you, uh, uh, Spencer, whoever. The, the interview I did with Ashley Babbitt's mom. It's, uh, the quality of it isn't, isn't real good. It's just a couple minutes. And I want you to remember this woman watched her daughter be murdered. Folks, murdered. We we watched yesterday, right? They made a hero made a hero out of this guy. They made a hero out of this guy who murdered her unarmed daughter. And here it is, two years removed to the day. And I I do this interview. Go ahead. Thank you. So that's. I'm sorry. Hey, look, I'm sorry to interrupt you real quick. I'm standing here with Ashley Babbitt's mother. Hey, Ashley, we'll be down here. All right. So, I don't, I don't even know what to say. What, what would you like to say to all these folks out here, certainly on your side? What really happened with your daughter? Well, my daughter was here exercising her First Amendment right, which she fought hard for. She did four tours of duty in the Middle East and then came home to be shot down by her own government for exercising her First Amendment rights. You know, we have people sitting in, in pretrial detention. We have uh, almost a, um, a thousand, no, almost a hundred men in, in captivity being held without their constitutional rights right now. Um, and I know that this is where my daughter would be uh, fighting for their rights as American citizens. She did fight for their rights as American citizens. And all this chaos going around us with these with these counter protesters, they can thank people like my daughter and all the veterans in this country that fought for their rights to stand across the street and be idiots. Um, and also that you know we hold a vigil outside the jail. We've been there since August first, and uh, I know that that's where Ashley would be. And um, God bless America. I love my country. We need to stand up and hold tight to our freedoms. So I was here. We were here. A bunch of us were here on January sixth as well. And we know that. Certainly your daughter, like everybody else, is just a God-fearing, patriot, American who just showed up to have her voice to her. She did. She did. Mm-hmm. She was murdered. She was murdered by uh, Capitol Police Lieutenant Michael Burke. And uh, no consequences for Michael Burke. No consequences and, and, and no real investigation into the behavior of the Capitol Police that day. You know, we're holding every American citizen that... that this government can hunt down. They're being held accountable, being locked away for over 700 days without even so much as a bond hearing for some of them. And, um, you know, that's wrong. So if we're going to hold everybody accountable, let's look into the, the behavior of the Capitol Police that day, Nancy Pelosi, the DOJ, the FBI, um, and, and everybody else that was culpable that day. Man, they sold us a bill of goods, haven't they? They have. Yeah, for sure. They have. Where, where are you from, man? San Diego. Came out of the day just because it's okay, you can pull it down. You can pull it down. Put it in the chat. They can they can watch it later on. Uh, about uh, an hour later, she was arrested for trying to lay flowers on the grave of her daughter. Right? Not the grave, but the point where her daughter had been shot. Jeff, come on in. Coach, we'll be meeting tonight in the garage Tuesday night, and then one of the discussions we'll have tonight is. We had one of our guys, I couldn't make it last night to the school board meeting. Actually, I was trying to sell a car. But over in Mount Vernon last night, here's what we found out. And you just played that about that mother and daughter. Now listen to this. They got had two psychiatrists speak at the meeting last night. 
Now they're going to help the children in our schools. They got a new book out called What Happened to You? It is written by Dr. Bruce D. Perry and Oprah Winfrey. They've been (laughs) running this program, they said, for the last two years in one of our schools here in Mount Vernon. This doctor, Bruce D. Perry, has been in one of our schools here in Mount Vernon. They've put this all together. They're going to help the kids. And the subtitle on the book is called Conversations on Trauma, Resilience, and Healing. So they're going to be able to speak to these kids about how their family's harming them and this and that. And I guess even the superintendent last night at Mount Vernon said, no, wait a minute. He said, are the parents going to be notified of this? They said, well, later they will be. (laughs) They stood right there and told them. I'm like, I missed it last (laughs) night. So Peter informed me about it, but we're going to share it tonight in the garage. It's just ridiculous. But amen. Amen. What happened to you? Amen. Amen. Pull up number three real quickly. I've got, I got a lot. Look, I hope when you leave the show that you got a lot of, a lot of tools. I hope you got a lot of tools that you can use. It should be. That's not the one I want. Hundreds of Chicago. They found out uh, hundreds of Chicago teachers have been raping kids. <laughs> hundreds of them. This is David Martin. Uh, I, I don't know if you know him or not. And he said, they're committing crimes against you. Know the law, use it, defend you. It's uh, play it quickly. Under 21 Code of Federal Regulations, Section 50.23 and 24, it is illegal to make anybody participate in an experimental program Mm -hmm. using coercion. That is, in fact, how in U.S. law we actually embraced in U.S. law the Nuremberg Code. Mm -hmm. So coercion is illegal, and we need to call it coercion. We don't want to call it leverage. We don't want to call it pressure. We want to call it the illegal act that it is. It's coercion. And that becomes important because under 18 U.S. Code, Section 2331, and then subsection 802, um, inside of the definition of domestic terrorism is any time a U.S. citizen or a government in the U.S. is forced to do something that it would not otherwise do, that's also not only coercion, but domestic terrorism. Now, this conversation and every other conversation, I encourage people to, in fact, take those two laws, and when they are met with somebody telling them they're supposed to get the shot, actually ask the person and record this. Use your phone. Use a recording device. Record the conversation and ask if they are, are in fact, violating 21 Code of Federal Regulations, Section 50.23 and 24. Are you interested in doing a civil violation of the law and if they say yes they're cool with that then say are you willing to violate 18 u.s code section 2331 which says that it is illegal to coerce a population and that is a felony and the felony has a 99-year prison term with it wow. and so here's the problem we need to arm ourselves as a big community to not only do what we've done and by the way kudos to everyone who has done the resistance up until now. But now we have to arm ourselves with the very weapons they're using and throw them back. I always say the metaphor for me is if somebody throws a hand grenade at at you, pick it up, pull the pin out, and throw it back. Um, They've given you the hand grenade, use it. Um, What we need to be doing is we need to be informing ourselves, and most recently, Patrick, and this will be a punchline I get to at the end, but I just put all of the felony statutes 
and all of the felony evidence into a single document that everybody can use, everybody can reference, and just go to your employer, to your local grocery store, to your local theater, to your local school board, whatever it is, just say, hey, which one of these felonies do you want to be implicated in? Because all of them carry 99-year prison terms and up to a $100 million fine. So, and that's $100 million fine for an institution. So it's actually a big deterrent. And as we have been manipulated and coerced as a population, we now need to actually take the offensive position and say, stand up, be informed, and provide the eight felony counts that you can ask any employer, any business, anybody who's trying to push the mandate, which one of these felonies do you want to now be liable for? That's brilliant. Amen. I'll put the rest. You can watch the rest of it, and I don't take any more time on it. And uh, it's it's good. Folks, come on, man. We've got to push back. We've got to stand up and push back. That's what we got to do. Randy, come on in. Coach, everyone has to make a decision. They're going to have to choose very, very, very quickly, soon. Either you're going to stand up for the law, the law, it's the righteous law. Don't Don't take it anywhere else. The Constitution is the righteous law God finally got on the earth here, and we got to start pushing it and standing up and being offensive like David, Dr. David Martin is telling us. We don't have time to do – this is the church doing this, Coach. Amen. It patriots. It's the church, the real church. We have to see that God loves law. He loves righteousness and justice, which comes through the law. Amen. understand it, Coach. Amen. And he told us not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. I got one more thing I got to show you real quickly. Pull up jamming. Pull up jamming. I want you guys, I talked about this yesterday, I think. Maybe it was on my Brideon show. I want you guys to understand how this works. This, that's a good clip too. But Okay, this, this is when we were at, at, jamming is when these little peons show up and they blow horns and they got megaphones. And I want you to watch as we're trying to hold a rally, these people show up and jam the message. And it's the exact same thing going on in the media today. The media is jamming the truth. Do you understand what I'm telling you? They're making all kinds of noise and everything because they cannot let the truth get out. So these people couldn't stop us from speaking the truth, but they stopped others from hearing the truth. It's a technique of the devil. Play it quickly. The people in black. Watch the people in black. They just create chaos and distraction. Chaos and distraction. I'm going to talk about chaos tomorrow and what's really going on. So they show up. That's why, Jeff, we have to be careful when we let them know where we are going to be. They know how to play this game. They show up. They're loud and they're proud and they're nothing but chaos agents. We have to understand the game that we're playing, the battle we're fighting. Dale, quickly. 
That's why, brother, when I've always shown up, I bring about 5,000 watts of PA system and just shove it right down their throat, brother. Amen. Amen. Folks, this is war. This is war that we're in. And what is the war? They're trying to bury the message. It's jamming in the media, jamming in government, jamming on social media, jamming everywhere. They cannot stop the truth. They can only silence the truth. Amen. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God. Boom. See you tomorrow.